Welcome back, everybody, to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thanks for joining us today. This is the last episode of TRB that you will hear or watch before the Book of Boba Fett comes out. That is Boom. crazy. Uh, James and Lacey with me as always. Is this the last? This is our last episode of 2021 20, also. It yes. is. I thought that's what you were going to say. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. Book of Boba Fett. I was like, oh, okay. I, I was mean, like, we have one yeah. more thing that we're doing, but this is yeah. the last And we're actually episode. coming up on our 500th episode yeah. of the Resistance broadcast, uh, which will probably be at some point in January. Um, but real quick, um, just want to give people out there an update on what we got going on. We the Mando Fan Show is is back. We will be live Wednesday night, 9 p.m. East. Uh, we are very excited to bring that show back because uh, we're also bringing back the Mando Code. We're gonna be doing another contest. I already know what the code is. I'm very <laughs> excited for that. Uh, I don't even and also know what the code is. <laughs> yeah, John didn't have the code for last year until like the first episode. <laughs> I or was the like, second uh, one. He's like, I'm sure I'll find something with a three in it. The code no, is three. It's, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's in it's in the doc. It's in the doc. Oh, okay, but right, uh, right. no, I'm really excited because we're gonna do all the stuff we do uh, on the Manda Fan Show. The Easter eggs, our favorite spots. Looking ahead to the following week, and and from what we're hearing, James, about Robert Rodriguez and and how he's hyping this thing, I think we're in for uh, a hell of a ride with this series. So I'm very pumped about the Mando Fan Show back for our season three. Have yeah, we explained I, I, how it's working moving forward, by the way? Yeah, I was just about to get into that, but I want to get your oh, guys. Okay. Oh, yeah, here. just I'm I'm trying to think of <clears throat> the last time I've seen someone be like a director or showrunner for something that was as gung ho about their own project. Like most people well, are yeah, like, that's what I mean, I'm really excited to bring this to you or whatever. But like, for some reason, there's a vibe coming from him. You know, I think he said a couple times like. If you think I'm overhyping it, it's not even, you know, close. He's like, I, good. I, I can't overhype this enough, you know, or whatever. Yeah. The, like yeah. the things he said about it. So, um, I mean, he's really putting in the effort to praise his own project. Um, but it's gotta like, be James Cameron with Avatar. He's like don't... probably the most overhyped over thing. Like he's constantly so... like, this is gonna change cinema. <laughs> They're building the Book of Boba Fett ride at Animal Kingdom. I, maybe I'm missing it, but like I can't, I can't, I don't know if James Cameron himself is saying that, or if like people are saying like, whatever he's coming up with, it's gonna be crazy. No, I think is it's he him. He did it? a whole shoot underwater. He had to make special cameras for it, and like all this stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, now now that uh, we've kind of established that, that we're coming back, so our schedule is going to be a little different because um, we're going to still be with you two days a week, but it's going to be Monday, the Resistance broadcast, and we're going to kind of blend the best parts of our shows into the Monday show, including the news, discussion, Resistance transmissions, questions, all that stuff into the Monday show. And then our second show will be the uh, Book of Boba Fett coverage via the Mando fan show. So we're going to have Mondays, uh, your typical podcast, and then Wednesday live. And then Thursday morning, uh, the Mando Fan Show will hit all of your podcast feeds. So you're still getting the same amount of TRB, but uh, the Mando Fan Show is stepping in live Wednesdays and then hitting your podcast feeds the day after if you're unable to join us live. But hopefully you can because that live chat makes the show very special. Definitely um, change the dynamic with 
uh, Disney Plus moving from Fridays to Wednesdays. Yes. Yeah. Without question. And based on the schedule and stuff, it sounds like it's pretty straight shot. Just every Wednesday, no breaks. It's going to be seven weeks of Book of Boba Fett. And then after that, uh, anytime there's, there's going to be a lot of shows out in 2022, but anytime there's a break in Star Wars shows, we're going to go back to the Monday, Thursday TRB. And then when Kenobi comes around, we do, you know, get right back to that. So you'll get it as we go along. You'll know where to find us and we'll always be putting out the content per usual. So uh, speaking of content, uh, there's a there's news, James, and uh, let's talk about it. It's the resistance. Yeah, John, resistance report this week uh, has a couple stories from the book of Boba Fett. Right, it's the final uh, time to talk about it. Final time they're doing all those big promotions before. The show actually starts, and the first one we want to uh, bring up on the show is this little thing that they did, uh, kind of for social media. It was on YouTube, but I think they, you know, they pushed it as like a, a Twitter video and other things like that. They were pushing it, but it's it's kind of a a featurette called "Returned Return of a Legend." Uh, Dave Filoni, John Favreau, Tamara Morrison were all talking about. Uh, it's very similar to the Under the Hood. If you saw that on Disney Plus kind of the legacy of Book of Boba Fett, why it's important to tell his story, a um, couple other things like why the, the Mandalorian sort of exists because Boba Fett came first, so it feels right to bring him into the show. There's a, there was a, a lot to, to talk about in the sense of like just, man, like you're right. Like every statement was a punch, like that's 100% true. And they managed to... Uh, scrunch it into like three minutes. It was just a short little thing that they did a long trailer, but kind of a behind the scenes uh, felt kind of like the, um, what do they call that? The, the gallery, gallery series are going to yeah. be great after this show. Yeah, hopefully. So um, yeah, let's true. talk a little bit about that. Uh, Lacey, do you, you saw this video, I'm assuming three minutes of your day, yeah. even though you're very busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you think of it? <laughs> I have no minutes, but I have <laughs> minutes for this. All right. So, uh, I loved this, actually. Um, I prefer these kind of behind-the-scenes reels than the trailers themselves, and I know that's kind of lame that people are going to be like, what? what? But I just like hearing from the creators. That's just who I am as a person. That's what my background is, and it's just what I enjoy. So anytime I get to see a blend of footage from the show or movie and then the people that actually made it that gives it a little background is just super, super exciting for me, and I get more hyped than ever. So... Uh, they got all the heavy hitters in this, you know, Dave Filoni, we got John Favreau and Robert Rodriguez. And of course we got Tem as well, who, by the yeah. way, every interview I see of him, he looks more and more jacked. Like he looks great. <laughs> like he's been working it's out. Like they cut away. Awesome. And then when they come back, he's a little bit bigger and they cut away and then they come back and he's like a little bit bigger. <laughs> like it's like Seriously, in this every, video. Yeah. Every time I see him, cause it's just, it, it's kind of funny just because of the Mandalorian, I remember cause they had him in that kind of like long, uh kind of ninja-y nightgown looking outfit yeah, yeah, that people yeah. are like oh dad bod dude does not have a dad bod he is jacked you can just tell from his tight black t-shirt that he is rocking some muscles which i love uh but yeah so i really enjoyed hearing from robert rodriguez we kind of talked about it a little bit yet but it's just the idea of how pumped he was to do the mandalorian and how he kind of pitched himself for it and how he said this is his favorite character and all this other stuff for him to mention John Favreau and the cohesive way that all these guys have been working together just makes it that more exciting for me. Like where 
you have the next person complimenting the person that then comes on screen and how he's like, you know, John Favreau's story is just so cool and all the different pieces of it make it so cool. And it, I'm just, I'm so pumped to see what this show is all about as someone that has no expectations uh, for this show or this character, someone that's not a huge Boba Fett fan. I've become one, uh, as John would say, Fett Demption is real. So mm. <laughs> I've definitely become a Boba Fett fan since The Mandalorian because of Robert Rodriguez, I would even say. The way he shot it, the way he talked about it, and all the behind-the-scenes stuff of him just having a blast like makes me want to be a fan of it. Um, but yeah, no, this... Like I said at the very beginning of this kind of segment, I I can't wait for the gallery episode of this show because I love hearing from these people. Um, And it was just really cool to see some of those behind the scenes shots. Uh, I can't wait for the show. It's going to be crazy, which is interesting because I feel like people aren't as hyped as I think they would be. I think there's kind of there's a lot going on right now. Um, And, you know, with Kenobi on the horizon, I think a lot of people have their kind of eyes locked in there but i think this show is going to surprise a lot of people about how cool it is yeah you know it's interesting you say that too because i've seen a lot of things where people are like oh wandavision is premiering next week and then they blink and it's like hawkeye finale (laughs) you know hawkeye is so good by the way totally random i haven't seen spider-man but like that's what i've seen on my my feeds is spider-man hawkeye spider-man hawkeye marvel 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 and so I feel like this is getting <clears throat> overshadowed a little bit, but I think once it hits and once people are in it, it's going to be a different story. But yeah, and that's that's kind of my point too, is it feels like sometimes we were really excited for a show leading up to it or whatever, and then it just kind of like happens and it's over like that quick. And we've talked about right. it before with Kenobi, you know, like yeah. right. how big is Kenobi? And then like, it's going to be done in six weeks and it's like, that's it. Or what is it six weeks, seven weeks? This is... Six. six episodes. It's yeah. six x six. Yeah, six. So it, it's going to be done like that, and that's kind of what I'm I'm seeing a lot online. It's like people are really excited for a show, and then for some reason, like it's almost like these shows are the things we're looking forward to. So when they're done, all of a sudden we're like, what happened to six weeks? Like, I was at my job, I was doing things in my life, right. but the show is what I was excited for, and it made it feel like six weeks just blew by. It's kind right. of funny how these shows have kind of changed how we, uh, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's me. No, I it's really totally like true. I a television person, but. It's just like the hype is there and then you get to it, you watch it and then you're like kind of, it's like a book hangover, what they would call a book hangover after you read a really good oh, book. You're gotcha. just like constantly yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. I've kind of had that happen with these shows now and it's a little different because of these ones are spaced out, which I thoroughly enjoy. I know at the beginning I was kind of like, oh, I don't, I want to watch it all at once. I am so pumped since they started doing this weekly thing. It gives me time to like digest what I just watched and talk about it and really think it through. And I don't feel like I'm rushing to not get spoiled. Like, cause we're all seeing it at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm so happy. I don't have to do that. (laughs) So John, um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the, uh, return of a legend featurette, but also if you, when you wrap that up, if you want to go into the 42nd clip, that we got mm-hmm. also online. It was kind of like in its entirety, mm-hmm. here's here's a segment of the show, which was kind of interesting. I remember you being excited because you're like, whoa, 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 this isn't a trailer. This is like a thing. This is an, a clip from the show. Like, so. Yeah. It's, um yeah. So the featurette thing seemed a little, I'm not going to lie. It seemed like a little, let's slap this together and send it out to him because it's like a lot of the clips we've already seen from the trailers and, 
uh, they just put some dramatic music over it and did some sound bites that may even be used later in the gallery or something. It's, you know, it's not, none of the sound bites were like, Oh my God. I can't believe you just said that. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I disagree. Everyone... I thought it was great. <laughs> no, I know. I'm not trying to burst bubbles. I, I just mean, I feel like, even I didn't think that any like... of the lines were like, I mean, Boba Fett's okay, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I felt well, like, like all D- the lines were very usually... like, go ahead. No, I was going to say like Dave Filoni usually like, oh, what's he saying? Like, ooh, that, wow. That like when he was talking about Qui-Gon and the whole Duel of the Fates thing and you're like, oh my mm-hmm. God. And this one, he's like, Boba Fett's a mysterious guy. He's this mysterious gunslinger and you don't know anything about him. And we're like, yeah, I know, Dave. he's the setup quote when you're building a teaser he's the setup intro quote i know but i'm saying like people i think i think the dramatic music in this clip fooled people to thinking it was better than it was yeah but i still enjoyed it but i think it's one of those things like i'm ready i'm ready for the book of boba fett we've been talking about it every week every time there's a new interview and stuff we we dissect it and we like last week we really got into a lot of it and that felt like a really good you know, breakdown of everything. And now I'm just ready for it. So when I hear like Favreau saying like, you got to, you know, you got to bring in Boba Fett because he's the one started it all. I'm like, yeah, 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 for sure. It's like, all right, let's watch the show now. So that, that's <laughs> kind of where I was with, with that stuff. I mean, it all, it's all great. And hearing Robert Rodriguez uh, lauding and praising Favreau is always good to me because I feel like the fans are always like Filoni, Filoni, Filoni. Yeah. And no, they're like the diehard Star Wars fans are never talking about John Favreau. So in a weird way, to me, with diehard Star Wars fans, John Favreau is severely underrated and not getting the credit he deserves. You know what makes him really underrated, which I realized the other day? I was watching I was watching Seinfeld and he's the clown in the episode that George He's Eric. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea. I was watching it the other day and he's talking to him like in full clown makeup. Yeah. And I'm like, his face structure his jaw looks like john favreau and he sounds like john favreau and i turned to matt and i was like is that john favreau and john and matt was just like no i don't think so i was like are you it sounds just like john favreau and then he goes outside and he has his makeup off and i was like it's john favreau yeah eric the clown yeah (laughs) most people know most people know the the 60s man most people know the friends one too but like if you aren't aware of it and you happen to be watching it you're like wait a minute that you know like that guy's really famous now it was his voice actually that gave it away to me because i've heard so many interviews now especially star wars ones that i'm like i know that voice yeah Um, you're like that's rio durant (laughs) right yeah (laughs) so um yeah so the clip the clip was fine (laughs) i'm really i'm really excited for robert rodriguez because um i feel like some fans like kind of really don't vibe with like his style and stuff that he's done me Uh, Mm -hmm. so i feel like he's a little he's a little underrated too and i feel like he's gonna win a lot of people over here and he kind of already did with Lacey with his episode of uh, mandalorian like you just said um so i i like his passion he feels like a kid like kind of that the, the enthusiasm that you get out of seeing a kid talk about something they love. And I really enjoy a filmmaker doing that because sometimes you hear these filmmakers talking about their movie and they're either pretentious about it or they're like jaded and stuff. He just seems like he's doing the job he always wanted to do. And this is it. And he's just uh, embracing that moment and seeing someone achieve their dream in that way is inspiring, but also you're just happy for the guy and you're rooting for him. So I, I, I really like everything that all the vibes that are going on with this show feels good. And then we get to this 40 second clip 
of the actual show. And, you know, he's right. Like you hear some of these bits and you're like, oh, when he said speak freely, we thought he was talking to somebody that was coming in to visit him on the throne. No, sure. he's yeah. talking to Fennec Shand, you know? And- they gave him this clip, like the, the editors, they were like, here's a 40 second clip. This is all you get. And they're like, Okay, I guess I'm going to use every line out of this 40 second yeah. clip. Side side yeah. note, and- real quick, I'm actually very <laughs> sick of the line "Java ruled with fear." I intend to rule <laughs> with respect. I'm done with it. Stop putting it in the promotion. <laughs> Give me another freely, line. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only thing I find a little weird is that he's just walking down the streets with holding his helmet and. If I was a crime boss and I had this helmet that already has a dent in it because it saved my ass one day, I'm going to put that thing on my head. So I, I find that interesting. He's kind of like... Uh, it I know is they, weird, right? That he has it off so much. It, yeah, I don't want Boba Fett to have the helmet off so much. And mm. I get that they're trying to humanize him and, and they're trying to get into the, the, the... They're trying to move forward and evolve his character and add layers to it. I understand yeah. all of that. But just put the put the helmet on a little more. So we'll see where you know what what happens. This is the you know the first half John's of the first on episode. John's set, just shoving the helmet on Tam. He's like, uh, yeah, put the you're like jamming it on his head. I'm, <laughs> that, yeah, I'm sure Favreau's like, great. But could we do a little yeah. more time with the helmet on? <laughs> yeah, Favreau's like, you know, our action figures didn't. The, you couldn't remove the helmet on the action mm-hmm. figure. Just that was it. But the other thing I find interesting in this clip is, and I, you know, this could just be an innocent thing, but Fennec Shan's like. You know, why don't you stay back and I can go and talk to all of them and like do all that. I think she's going to betray him in this series. I think it's coming. And mm-hmm. I, I think that is right in line with the Godfather stuff we were talking about where Fredo betrayed Michael. It is she's suspicious. An assa- Look, she's an assassin. She's a pro. She's been around. She's not some rookie. And all of a sudden she's just like, getting like these orders from Boba Fett to speak freely and stuff, that's going to weigh on her and bother her. And it's going to, it's going to build and she's going to turn on him. I think, I think that's, what's going to happen on this show. I could be wrong. It's just like, it just makes a lot of sense because Boba Fett, like I keep saying, he's a loner, Dottie. He's a rebel. He needs to be a lone dude. I don't see him as a Batman and Robin type. So something's going to happen to split them up. And I think it's going to be her betraying him. But just like a good gangster movie, the, 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 the top dog is always thinking an extra step ahead. And when she tries to spring a trap on him, he's going to have it set up for her. I think that's what may, what may go down. So I'm not saying she's going to be eaten by a rancor or anything, but uh, I think that would add Seems a lot of drama like to it. Sith. And, and out of all the things he said to Mara Morrison, which, by the way, you're right about the T-shirt thing. He looks like he's doing like in that. If you freeze frame him in that first uh, clip I was just joking about of them being interviewed. He mm-hmm. looks like he's doing like a t-shirt commercial. He looks like he's uh, wearing he looks one of like those... he's doing a Bowflex commercial. Like, a oh, I... fit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got one of those, those t-shirts to say like, hide your gut with one of these. Yeah. Buy a I three got pack the new today Peloton for... bike and look at me now. Yeah. Right. He's like yeah. with so... the new 2021 Polynesian spas, you'll feel like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. but he said like, there's a little bit of fun in it, a lot of action, a lot of drama. And I think that's where we're going to get our drama from is between, uh, the two of them, but we'll see. But it was cool seeing the clip because now we're starting to like, realize, like, yeah, this is really happening, and it's really gonna be on our screens really soon. And now we're two days away, so I'm very excited. The only thing that I'm curious about that we kind of were uh, taken aback by with Mandalorian, and now maybe we're used to, is you know, what's it gonna be? 28 minutes, 30 minutes, 35 minutes? Like, I'm curious what these episodes are gonna clock in at for uh, 
Book I think the Boba first Fett, one's but... going to be 30 because Yeah, 30. Where did we where did we hear the rumor where, where was it that we found out the segments that we've seen is the first 15 minutes? First 20 minutes or something like that. Oh, I thought yeah. it was 15. Hmm. So then Maybe. so then the other part of that was in a separate interview Robert said the second half of the show. So that right, made so me think. Right, so he times that by two. Yeah. yeah. I just thought thirty minutes, and that lines up with what we've seen from Book of Boba Fett. Or sorry, and the Marvel stuff too. Marvel stuff's all been. <clears> yeah, 30 it's about minutes, that time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so I bet this first episode is like thirty minutes. But I don't I'm know. Just, then I again, know. the first episode of Mandalorian, Mandalorian season two was a lot longer. So maybe and they do that. I know. Too. I know he saved Fennec Shand and there's a life death thing and and stuff like that. But her saying, "If I may speak," and him saying, mm. "Speak freely," like she's she's not gonna that's not gonna last long i don't think so we'll see what, what happens hmm. um lacy did you have any thoughts on the 42nd uninterrupted scene specifically well i was i was surprised that it was literally the whole conversation was all the quotes that we've seen in teasers yeah, yeah. and on promotion and stuff i was like oh so they literally chose this 40 seconds for a reason mm-hmm. um i agree with john i think that it's really as the kids say sus that mm-hmm. fennec shand is just like after a uh her whole life kind of being on her own and and uh Ming-Na Wen has described her as being on her own in the streets raw all this other stuff like those are the words she's using to describe this character and this character is just kind of being buddy buddy slash the right hand person to this other character that she just met whereas when we meet her in the Mandalorian she's very ruthless. She's savage. She's willing to kill whoever she wants when she wants. It doesn't matter, no consequences. So that's why I kind of, you know, not kind of. I do agree with John. I think that ultimately she's going to turn on him or he's going to mm-hmm. turn on her and be one step ahead. It's funny you said gangster movies, John. I thought of the show You, which I've been watching or I finished season 3 recently oh, with I, the serial I, oh, killer. Man. He is always just like three steps ahead of everybody. And even at the moment that you think that he's not, he comes back and he's like, yo, I took care of this a month ago and now it's just happening. Like he's just that far ahead. So I kind of feel like that's the that would be to me a super satisfying show that the whole time it looks like he's about to get, you know, kind of messed up or someone's about to screw him over. And then in the end, it's like he did all these things to prepare for this situation and or be ahead and they show you the steps that he took to do that oh that's so satisfying when that comes together in a show or a movie where you're like kind of like oceans 11 type stuff where they show you the whole plan and then it all comes together yeah that stuff drives me nuts sometimes there's sometimes when i'm like man that's really cool like i think the oceans movies do a good job at it but right movies like saw for instance they drive me nuts because i'm like (laughs) no human can possibly know and prepare all of those things and just know no, that every one no. of those sequences yeah. are going to happen exactly like I think so you many times would in the be movie that I, I yeah then you would drive you nuts because that's a well, it's like I, all these things that you're like there's no way it would perfectly well, go this way yeah that's my wife's that watching that that i've seen some of it but <laughs> yeah. um but i i i haven't gotten the impression that it's i don't know maybe, maybe i'm wrong maybe I'm wrong. well so it's, it's going to be if it's it, you know if it happens we're speculating here but you know you watch these i've watched enough of these crime gangster movies and and it's definitely a trope and usually it's not the main protagonist who is doing the betrayal it's it's someone going behind their back and them you know knowing about it and that's you know 
she's the Fredo to his Michael. And people who watch The Godfather know what I'm talking about. And, you know, Michael was, he knew all about it and was waiting mm-hmm. for a moment to, to let Fredo know that you broke my heart. I knew, you, I knew it was you. I knew it was you who did it. And I'm not saying these two are going to be that close necessarily, but right. it's, it's going to simmer. It's going to simmer because <laughs> she's, she, like I said, she's a seasoned assassin. And I can't see her just being this sort of obedient right hand this whole time like right. where's where's the drama gonna come from then some ethorian some you know rhodian being like yeah boba i uh i stole your car like right. no something big's gonna happen it's, it's gonna funny be you say that because we get that first episode and everything could change we could be like oh, sure. okay palpatine's in this or whatever you uh, know? oh yeah no without without <laughs> without question, Who knows? Without question. Yeah. yeah right right but yeah. yeah but uh but no i agree with you on the surface right now that that makes sense um we do have a couple of the stories though if we want to move away from book of boba fett we can get into um maya erskine who was we knew she was in the show um obi-wan kenobi uh she was cast mm-hmm. a, a while ago but recently doing some interviews even with the podcast she said um that their uh, that her role is very small she indicated uh, a, a couple of times that hey it was great what she wasn't as ecstatic as osei jackson jr recently but she did say i loved working with deborah chow i loved the show the production it was all great i was there it was a very small role but um, she had a lot of comments about uh, fans uh, being involved in the process, uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean like you know Lacey's going to be in Obi Wan Kenobi, but it means that people who have been working in Star Wars for a very long time and are fans of the show mm-hmm. were the people that got hired, and we kind of know that stuff from like uh, droid building and prop building and things like that. Those guys obviously love Star Wars; they do it very well and if you're going to hire somebody to to create uh the content for your show they're going to be involved you know whether that's they did it with stormtroopers and mando 501st exactly yeah stuff like that so she makes note of that that that's also happening in kenobi and good good on that um john did you have anything to say about uh my erskine and her potential role in obi-wan yeah so you know variety was the one who had this story because it was via their podcast she was Mm -hmm. on there on one of their podcasts just for variety, I guess it's called. So only only variety is allowed to listen to that podcast, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and that's fine. That's a niche, but that's okay. Um, but she, uh, you got like thirty. They covered this. They covered their article was <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi casts fans as extras, and I'm you know yeah. I'm reading through the article and I'm like, wait, this is the more interesting part. How are they not talking about this? So mm-hmm. we're I think we're the only ones who led with this. Everyone else was like. Obi-Wan Kenobi has Star Wars fans with tattoos that are extras or something. Yeah, it was and, weird. And, uh, yeah, so so we went with this, and I did find it interesting because I remember when she was cast, people were like, oh, it's that's going to be so exciting, so cool, and, and she she called her role a spec. So, <laughs> you know, whatever a spec is in, in, in role size, it doesn't sound that big, so I don't know that she's going to be a big impact player here. It'll be curious what type of role she does have. So um, I mm-hmm. found that interesting. But again, she continues that trend as I said in the article, um, that trend of just praise and uh, and just love for Deborah Chow, even though she didn't you know work very long in the series, you know the two things Obi Wan oh, Obi Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor's out there saying is Deborah Chow. I'm very excited with this new technology and working mm-hmm. with Deborah Chow, and just like everyone is going out of their way to sing the praises of Deborah Chow 
more so than you hear sometimes with yeah, this type right. of thing. So I'm very, you know, that's the most excited I am. Uh, at, the most thing I'm excited for is Deborah Chow working with Ewan McGregor and give us an, uh, a view of his Obi-Wan Kenobi that we've never seen because we've only seen George Lucas's interpretation as a director. So, I, I mean, everyone just saying, like, she's amazing. She's the greatest director. So, again, when that thing comes turning around, that show comes out, and people are like, you know, women Star Wars directors, I don't see how anyone else will be able to say another name besides Deborah Chow unless this show just falls on its face, which, <laughs> like I've been saying, it cannot be a miss for Lucasfilm. If Lucasfilm messes up Obi-Wan Kenobi, oh, man. That's going to be bad, but I don't think they will. I think it's going to be great. And uh, she's going to become the number one person on people's list for female directors for future Star Wars feature films. And I, if if all this praise lives up to the hype, we're talking about hype with Boba Fett and Robert Rodriguez. If, if all the hype for Deborah Chow, which we've already seen how good she is, but if all the hype for her with Obi-Wan Kenobi lives up to it, uh, you could probably I'll probably be right there with her at the top of my list too. So. That's my takeaway. Um, not much else because who knows what this small role means. Is she, you know, someone who's passing along a MacGuffin? Is she somebody who is, uh, you know, a pilot? Who, who knows? It could be a lot of things. We've seen popular actors do small roles in Mandalorian. So, uh, and she's not even that popular of an actor. So it's, it's curious to see, but the Deborah Chow stuff. Oh yeah. So good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lacey, do you, do you have thoughts on Maya Erskine? The smack, the spec? The fans the being involved. The smack, yeah, I know. Um, I'm not surprised that, you know, fans are involved in the production, whether it be building droids or just as extras on the show. Uh, I think they try to do that with everything nowadays. I feel like they always try to add some fans in there just as kind of like Easter eggs for mm-hmm. other fans, but also to be like, look, we care about the fans. They're a part of the show, you know? Like the 501st in... Uh, in Mando, yep. Mando. I'd say that, yep. So, uh, I think think i don't know this this article to me was just kind of like one of those we talk about every once once in a while it's kind of just like a okay that's cool is it gonna like drive me crazy and be like oh my god i can't believe this no because she just kind of restates the obvious which is everybody really likes deborah chow deborah chow is amazing which we already knew from mandalorian and other stuff she's worked on like jessica jones um i'm excited to see what she does with kenobi but i i agree with you john i think if Man, if they <laughs> if they drop the ball with Kenobi, I I'll be offline for a while because I don't want to <sighs> see what will happen. Online is <laughs> like I just feel like it's gonna be bananas. Uh, I don't think that's the case. I a hundred percent believe that they're gonna do an amazing job, and everybody that's involved has put so much time and effort into this show. I mean, look at you and McGregor being involved in this for what six years now. Like, I I don't think that's going to happen it's just like that kind of little worry as a star wars fan that you're like please don't let or this that happen. it's good but it's overhyped <laughs> right that yeah. too like not good enough type thing yeah um but yeah obi-wan I- only got 53 lines in episode one he should have had 85 right. how did so they stupid. not include this how did they not do that like <laughs> I, I don't think know yeah i'm really hoping that's my that bigger fear all- than the show being good Right, and I think with all the excitement, with even what we saw on Disney Plus Day, the the hype, the craziness around Kenobi from the moment it was announced, even before that, to the moment that John's story went live February before it got announced of, hey, this is happening. I think that 
some expectations need to be managed <laughs> for all of yeah. us. Um, so far, though, you know, with other projects like Spider-Man and Hawkeye and other Marvel things that you're seeing come to fruition, especially Spider-Man and, and everyone saying that the hype lives up to what happened. I'm hoping that's the case as well, you know, for for Kenobi and every Star Wars project, but definitely Kenobi just because there's just so much that's going into this show for expectations and uh, wants and needs as a Star Wars fan and just every Star Wars fan age-wise is rooting for this show because you don't have someone being like, oh, I'm only into the sequel trilogy. I only like this because of this because you've got the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and just like Clone Wars and all this other stuff that Kenobi plays into and I would argue he's one of the top Star Wars characters of all time like Mm -hmm. they they gotta get this right yeah absolutely and you know Ewan McGregor has worked with a lot of directors so this isn't just some actor in Star Wars who's a little green and getting his feet wet saying like wow this was amazing to work with Deborah Chow this is Ewan McGregor just topic one on his PR statement list mm-hmm. anytime he's asked about it is Deborah Chow. It's that's that's a good sign. That's a right. really, really good sign. So and he seemed just so excited to be back. It's not one of those like, can't wait till you see it, like Amelia Clark with Game of Thrones season eight. He's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I think everyone's gonna have real fun with this one. So uh right. I don't know. I, it's, it's you know, really cool. it it's funny that you say that, and I'm speculating here. I'm probably wrong, but I'm thinking you know, how could that not be the case, what you're saying, John? And and sometimes when, like, so say Ewan McGregor, yeah, he's the star of the movie or whatever, but he usually will have, like, a co-star or he's part of an ensemble. So, like, maybe he's working with um, the director a lot, but he's also, he's not always necessarily the guy. Maybe for whatever reason, in this particular show, it's been him and and everybody else and for whatever reason his green room is over here and you know his uh caterings over here you know what i mean and it's kind of thing i'm sure he's a pretty nice guy but maybe he's been so involved in only really working with deborah chow that the the entire experience has been between them and then sometimes he works with some of the other actors and stuff i'm trying i'm probably wrong on that because i again like i think everybody has said what you've you stated that earlier everybody's been saying good things about Deborah Chow. So I think that Mm -hmm. probably is more true, but I'm trying to come up with an example why Ewan McGregor of all people would be, you know, for her, but I think you're more right, you know, because I I also think Ewan's probably a communal guy. I think he's probably walking around and talking to people. And he probably had, wouldn't you think, I don't know, what do you guys think about this? Do you think knowing his sort of, star power and knowing they can't make the show without him uh i know it was a big reveal that he was you know cast to play obi-wan and come back <laughs> but um that he maybe has a little pull like i uh, when he visited the mando set to do costume fittings and stuff like i want to work with her you know uh or do you think they're oh. like we're just giving you deborah chow and there you go you know what i'm saying or did she push for the project herself yeah right yeah, I, I, I would have to say that I think it's more likely that she was one who showed... Um, Advocated for it. Yeah, or I was going to say just promise in general. Like, people were working with everybody on the show, Rick Famuyiwa and, uh, and mm-hmm. you know, and other people. Like, I, I just think there's probably something about Deborah where, they, where it was very clear that she was elevated 
and she deserved another project, you know, or something like that. She probably just earned it. You know, I, that's how I've, that's the vibe I've always gotten. But, you know, again, you're not, you're not wrong that he could have come in and said like, I really like what she's doing. If I, if I clicked with any of these directors, it would be her. But I think that would be an odd way to choose a director for a project. Like, let the lead actor kind of pick the, you know, who he works well with. Yeah. Is he producing it? Do we know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, well, is? he is producing it. Yeah. So then so he does it. <laughs> so he does have a say. So that's I, a good I'm point, John. Positive. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, let me, I can try to find out, but we can move on, but I can try to find out. Ba- backtracking uh, my statement there a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, do, do we want to move on to the next story? Or do we want to hang out here sure. for a second? Um, we can move forward. Um, yep. the, so, okay. pr- produ- sorry, I got it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. Executive producers yeah. Kathleen Kennedy, Michelle Regwan, Deborah Chow, Ewan McGregor, and Joby Harold. Okay. So I so. think that she probably met with him and then they both kind of advocated for each other to to do it together. Yeah. yeah. That's a big deal being an executive producer on a show. Yeah. My god, what but, what a what a what a run she's on right now. Yeah, <laughs> Holy good for cow. her. Yeah, I don't I don't I, I mean like I feel like I have a, a an okay vision of like what you know what makes a good episode or whatever. But to me, I still kind of sit back and I go, uh, "Oh yeah, her episode was great." Well, the story was exciting and it had the Mandalorian shots in it. That didn't have anything to do with her. That was the story that you know and uh, how it was all, you know. So it's like I'm trying to think like what about her particular episodes just like we're so great. You know what I mean? That we got to work it. And I feel like it has to be a behind the scenes thing. She was easy to work with. She made everything flow very well. She, um, she clearly wanted to do things that would, that would work. Uh, and they were like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Not on this, but we like that, you know, Mm. whatever. And it could be taken into the next project very easily. I think, I think she's just an elevated person to work with. That's the only thing I can come up with. Um, cause I feel like her episodes were, were good, but for good for story purposes, I don't, I think hers were I my can't favorite, not out. just story, but by shots too. Like she had the shot where the camera was on the pram with Grogu when he's coming into the village with the hair, with the ears blowing. Like that was her shot. And like, she does she a lot w- of following the action shots, really low shots. No, the village was um, the village Bryce, Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. No, 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 no. I know. Misunderstanding uh, me. I think the so one too, where yeah. she's go, he's going in to turn Grogu in. The shot of the camera on the pram. I'm calling it a village, oh. but it's not a village. It's the town. Navarro. Oh, mm-hmm. that's where I got confused. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you were right, but it was confusing because you were saying village, and I was like, yeah, I yeah she my knows brain that was went Bryce to. Dallas Howard. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Because um, there's an ear shot in that one too. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. So, so yeah, that's all there. Uh, you know, it's funny. It's funny that our story is Maya Erskine and uh, <laughs> and uh, fans, the fans yeah. and stuff, and we're st- we're talking about Deborah Chow. But... Forget that, Deborah Chow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's yeah, move on right. to this other thing too, John. You actually know uh, probably more than I do about this, even though I was the person that kind of shared it with the group. Um, there was a Lucasfilm holiday gift box that they sent out to people and on the box it has the projects that uh either lucasfilm is currently working on or maybe projects that uh certain individuals worked on or something that along those lines but if you look at the box it says willow the bad batch and it has their logos 
And then it says, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. And then the last thing under that is Visions. So there's kind mm-hmm. of a couple things here is, are these, these are clearly Lucasfilm. They're not necessarily Star Wars. They're, they seem to be animated things, but then Willow's in there too. So it's, kind of, it's all kind of confusing. What is Tales of the Jedi? And is this um, uh, Visions, as in like, thanks for working on Visions last year, like Bad Batch is there? Or is it Visions as in like, hey, you were, you've been working on season two, just like how people might be working on season two of Bad Batch, which is confirmed. So it's kind of like, there's a couple of weird questions having to do with these images. What do you think Tales of the Jedi is? And how does that, and, and where do you land on the Visions connection? Well, I think what's in the box? Know. What's yeah, in the like, box? What's on the box is what I want to know. In the box, kind of work, work together on speculating on this one, but mm-hmm. like Indiana Jones is on there, so that's another live action, and that one's a movie. Oh, is that a, like um, on the other side or something? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So the other oh, the other gotcha. side says Indiana Jones, Bo- Book of Boba Fett, Andor, and Obi Wan Kenobi. So here's the thing: the visions thing, like the these animated shows take a really long time to make. So my guess is they hedged their bets with visions and they were already had a batch of episodes with those studios being made for a, a subsequent season. Um, so I think that's probably already in the works. It, it wasn't one of those. I don't think with these animated shows, if you're going to continue them, you got to at least have a few things in the can because they take a long time, like years to make these things. Yeah. Like I remember Resistance, Pablo Hidalgo was like, yeah, we finished that two years ago or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, they probably were like, this is going to be good. Like when they were like getting the early ones of the first season done, so like probably ordered more episodes or whatever. So I think that's a no brainer that there's going to be more visions Um, and everything else is confirmed stuff. So I I have no idea what this thing is. I know this is a name of an old Legends comic. Dark Horse and Dark Horse is now back involved. Is it an animated retelling? Um, the only thing that makes me nervous is when, and I'm already starting to see it online, is when they take these names and reuse them and then you have fans who love the legend stuff of it so much that they're like oh it better be this or I hope it's this and they're re- I hope they retell this and make it anime and then they start building all these things up in their head. Hmm. What's an example of that? Anytime Anytime there's a blend of legends and new canon, it always leads to some sort of like craziness with fans. Tension, I, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know what this thing is, but it's gotta be some sort of series. I doubt it's a movie. Um maybe animated, but because everything else on here is a series or film, uh, by Lucasfilm. So this isn't a comic book. This is definitely some sort of series at the least. Um, I don't know that they would just slap a title of a movie that is not even in production yet on one of the boxes. Yeah. So my guess is a series. It also doesn't guess say Rogue Squadron. Animated series. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, true. Oh, what if Tales of the <laughs> Jedi is point. like Taika's? <laughs> I know, I know. But my guess is series. I don't know. Lacey, what do you think? I... I I'm not really sure. I'm going to guess animated series. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to come at this from the graphic design angle and, and look at the box as, as a graphic design project. So as someone with experience where they're like, 
hey, you have to make this project and here's 16 logos that you need to put in this project and they all have to make sense and they all have to be in certain order, blah, blah, blah. You look at this and you're like, okay, first, let me eliminate the ones that make no sense in the sense of Star Wars, which would be Indiana Jones and Willow. You have two of those logos on each side. You have so many slots. You're going to put one on each side because you don't want those together on one side with a couple Star Wars things. Whereas if you do it the other way, you can divide them in half and have three on here and three on here. So it just evenly equals out Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Tales of the Jedi is a animated show. Because right. it's on the yep. side with the two animated projects, and yeah, it didn't happen this year, but it could be a, con- uh, a collaboration <clears throat> of, hey, these are things we worked on this year that are coming out this year, and then here are things that are coming out in the next year. So I guarantee they're going to announce this in the next year. You know what? That's a good point that you just made, because if you look at the other flip side, at the top, both sides have a non-Star Wars live action mm-hmm. thing. Correct. And then it's three live action Star Wars, and then, you're right, could be three animated. Correct. So maybe, yeah, so James, do you agree? Do you think it's animated then? Uh, I do agree. I th- My point of view from this is that it probably is animated, and it's probably something that they're working on, but I think it's very strange that we're just now hearing about Tales of the Jedi, and it was not mentioned in the Investor's day meeting or investors day thing yeah. last year yeah where was tales of the jedi how long has it been in production and you decided not to mention it yet you mentioned lando and ahsoka and all the and droid story and all these other things that are are not even close to being done so where so what it makes me think what projects are you working if this in fact does end, if it's a comic thing whatever maybe you know but like if it's at least animated um, or above, it really, really makes me wonder where was the decision to mention certain stuff and not other stuff, you know? What yeah, I mean? and why would you put this on the box? Like if you knew that this was going out and you this was going to employees' homes and things leak out all the time, why would you put this on the box? This you can't trust market. anybody, Lucasfilm. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, it, that's funny. I so, someone on like someone online I saw like, I bet this is a red herring to catch a leaker inside the company, and there's leakers, no such thing. I was like, get no, out of here! No way! Come yeah. On. First of all, the person <laughs> took the photos in front of a white wall on a white table. Good luck finding out who it was. Yeah, if you, <laughs> yeah, if you are, and I don't think it was, I don't think it was a leak either. I think it was like, hey, I look found at this out cool a gift I got. Yeah, because somebody. Somebody was, was like looking at very specific um, uh, creators and saying, hey, you know, I've put together a couple uh, images from people that have posted about this gift that went out because they follow them. Here's the here it is. And they they dumped it on Reddit. You know, that's how I saw Have it. they said um, what's in the box or no? It's uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's head. <laughs> That's why I said, what's in the box? I know, yeah, like, <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I was think... wondering why, like, they usually post the box and then what's in the box. I guess they were like, no, that's too far. Yeah. Privacy, please. I'm like, I okay. <laughs> what's I don't box, know but... if anybody uh, posted what was actually inside, but you can only imagine it was, you know, like a coffee a mug, water bottle a sweat, or something, sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's a very similar logo to the classic Return of the Jedi logo. Yeah. Imagine this is a like a Luke Skywalker animated series post Return of the Jedi. It is yellow like the Force Awakens. 
oh, it's a, I'm sorry, it's a vinyl. It, it's almost exactly. Is it a record player? It is literally exactly this, I think. Maybe not. Yeah, I, it pretty much is. So here. I guess it, James is pulling something from his backdrop right now to show oh, us what sorry, it is. Oh, sorry, yeah. Whoops. Oh, oh you so broke it. So I've got a couple, yeah, stickers and stuff. But this is what do it you, is. Do you play our stickers? Does it play the but podcast? But it's, um, it's brown, like it has... Uh, they gave everybody a Lucasfilm like a, a record player? Yes. and But it says, what? It says oh Lucasfilm Limited here. But Dang. it has the speakers right here. And it, nice. I mean, it looks, and it's got this little thing and everything. It's got to be made by this company, Victrola. Dang. And I wonder but, if they gave yeah. him like vinyls for the certain shows and stuff. That's cool. Let's call, but let's call li- Victrola and be like, so. Yeah, it literally looks on? like this with the, the, the edges on it and all. I bet it's oh, exactly wow. made by that company. Nice. Um, so, so yeah, and also, too, like, they have all those pictures posted here, but no, like, vinyls, no actual vinyl. Right, right. Because that person probably would have posted what also came in the box, considering they took four photos of the record player inside, you would think yeah. they would have taken mm-hmm. pictures of everything. But, yeah, so that, there's that. Um, uh, well, there, I thought there was something else I wanted to add to that, too, about... Oh, the Visions thing. Yeah. Me, me personally, I think they're going to do Vision Season 2. And I think they're yeah, going to do, um, what was it? Was it nine stories? Yeah. Nine. So I think they're going to do eight new. And then they're going to they're gonna let that director do this, the continuation of um, the Jedi ninth one. Jedi. The ninth mm-hmm. Jedi. Mm-hmm. Because he was very open about like, I think the story could keep going. Right. And he and I think fans were kind of rallying behind that and stuff. So I think that what they're gonna do is they're gonna go back to the studio, they're gonna say, you know, do it again, create new stories or whatever. But with him specifically, they're they're gonna say, continue that story. We're we're cool with it. Um, and take it wherever you wanna go. If that if that's what you choose to do, then then cool, do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my, that's my stance on visions right now is that I do think this, I'm not positive that it wasn't thanks for doing bad batch and visions past season. I don't know that this confirms season two. Um, but it does look like all these things that are listed on that box are things that haven't happened yet. Book of Boba Fett hasn't happened yet. Indy five hasn't happened yet. Uh, when was Taylor Indiana Jones hasn't supposed to come yet. out, though? So you have to assume it's, the Bad Batch and the supposed to be out Visions. This year. That's what I'm saying. If you look at next it, year. it was origi- these things were probably put into production a while ago, I would bet. Indiana Jones is at the top, right? Then Book of Boba Fett, then Andor, then Obi-Wan Kenobi. What if it was in order of when these things were supposed to release? Um, I don't know. I know Andor's going to come out after Obi-Wan. At least that's what they said um, is being said. Oh yeah, you're right. I, but the the other thing is, I, I'm really hung up on this logo looking a lot like that Return of the Jedi logo, and I, I that would be amazing if it was an animated Luke series like post Return of the Jedi. But well, if I it mean was, that's what it looks like. Yeah. So it, 
I've said that before. That's the way to bring Mark Hamill back, and that's mm-hmm. the way to get the the uh, young Ben story stuff. Um, because I, I would I would be very interested in seeing Mark Hamill at that point, you know, or not Luke, like at that point, flying around doing his thing, going on missions, and then having that like side kind of Padawan be. Ben, he's there too. Maybe he's not even officially there yet, but he's taking his nephew out, you know, and they're doing things. Right. right. I, I, it's tough I though because Mark Hamill did voice stuff for Forces of Destiny and it sounded like old Luke. It didn't sound like <laughs> yeah. Mark it was Hamill a little from rough. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But they have that new I did the yeah. new voice thing that they're doing. Maybe which... I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I'm just saying based on what oh, I've no, heard I agree. so far. I, it... I agree. He sounded he sounded a little gruff. A mm-hmm. little gruff. Because they yeah. they replaced his voice in with ai mandalorian yeah. right yeah so but you'd have to do it for a whole show it's not a couple lines but whatever. starring right <laughs> um, the do you guys want from uh, jeopardy do you guys want to talk about uh this next story or do you want me to just kind of run down what else happened in the news this week i would just run uh, down yeah just quick, okay yeah yeah, we um like we normally do, I've got a couple other things that I want to talk about before we we end resistance report. The first one being um that there was this really cool interview if you guys want to go check it out about uh the anniversary of Rogue One, how Hickel uh was involved uh in the interview. You can kind of um they they kind of bounce different things off of him and he talks uh a new perspective on the creation of K2SO and the Battle of Scarif and how he normally isn't even involved in that stuff because he's visual effects. He's not part of the story, but in this particular case, they needed him involved for assets and how the story was all going to go down and everything. So it was really cool if you guys want to go check that out. Uh, also, happy anniversary to Rogue One. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. came out uh, a couple years ago and uh, uh, it's great. Um, the other story that we want to talk about, and this is a little bit of a bummer if you're paying attention to the High Republic stuff. Uh, Mission to Disaster actually got delayed. Now that is a um, a junior reader. Um, it's not junior junior, but it's like mid grade. Uh, usually with High Republic stuff, the way they do this is they put out like the adult novel and the other one, uh, that like middle tier book at the same time. And usually those books happen at at the same. They're happening at the same moment, but they're different le- reading levels. Um, so it's kind of interesting that this one got delayed. So I, we don't really know exactly what the reasons are. Maybe it's to put a little bit more focus on the, the adult end oriented novel first so that people read that one and then do, do this one. But, uh, it got moved, uh, just under a month, just about a month, uh, from the regular release date. So that'll be coming out in February as opposed to January. So watch out for that. Last thing we want to mention really quick. Um, and this is again, another, uh, star Wars vision story is that the duel you've seen it, you love it. It was nominated for best television and media in the 2020 Annie awards. Um, we actually reported when this was going to be up for nomination as well as, um, uh, the other one, uh, shoot. I can't remember the name of it. Village bride. That's it. Uh, Village Bride was the other one that was up for nomination. It uh, is not um, up for the award, but the duel is. So if you guys want to check that out, Star Wars actually has a couple things represented, as well as Disney and and Marvel. And I other think things Village like that. So Bride though was up out. for an Oscar. They were nominating that for an Oscar, not an Annie. I don't, well, well, had maybe a Golden Globe or an Emmy. It, it, it could have been. It was going in for an animated short for an Oscar. It could I be. I do know that this article specifically states that 
uh, that the village bride was up for an Annie as Annie well. Too? However, cool. the duel is the one that got nominated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, a couple stories there. Uh, again, uh, Visions is one of those things, like I think everybody watched it and then like forgot about it. Go revisit it. It's great. Have it fun. Um, and and kind of go uh, t- retake in those stories because some of these are in fact really good, really uh, prominent pieces of animation that will go down in history books, uh, especially the duel, as we see. All right, um, that is it for Resistance Report. Lacey, we got another segment. Uh, what's it called? What are we doing? Guys, it is time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us here on the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN, on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. You can follow us on all the different podcast apps, including Spotify, which now has a rating system. Oh, yes. So please make sure to head over there and give us a rating. We really appreciate it. It helps us get seen and and gets the word out. We really, really appreciate everything that you guys do for us. Um, And if you want more than that, you want exclusive videos, mailings, special events, live streams, and much more, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month, uh, you get access to the page, you get to interact with our community, and just be a part of the base. You know, head into the base and, and watch everything that we put out from, like I said, like really cool live streams and exclusive content that you can't see anywhere else. We don't make that stuff public, so you can only see it on our Patreon page. Um, as John said at the top of the episode, this is our last episode of TRB for 2021. So what better way to kick off the new year, which could be the biggest year of Star Wars, than supporting TRB and what we do here and what we're going to be doing in the next mm. year. So to say thank you to our generals and spice runners, we let them be a part of the show. And this is that segment. So first, I want to thank our generals. So thank you, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Nathan Shank, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much as generals. And then we have our spice runners. Thank you, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Horneck, Micah Harrison, and Thomas Hennessy. Thank you guys so much. The exciting thing yeah. about uh, both our generals and our spice runners is that they'll continue to be a part of the show also in 2022, which is really cool. And then our Spice Runners especially will have meetups and dinners and cool Spice Run chats in 2022. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a lot of fun stuff we're planning for celebration. So when you're in with the TRB community, you get kind of first access to that stuff and you learn about what we're doing behind the scenes. Um, so this you week we have- get to watch have... us eat. What? You get to watch us eat <laughs> while you eat. Uh, so this week, our last, uh, pod race of the year, we have our spice runner, Dave Hornack, AKA we like to call him Indie Dave here in the base. Uh, and his question was, uh, you are a master Jedi and very strong in your skills with a lightsaber. You are tasked to confront Vader, Darth Vader and the emperor in a lightsaber duel. Which Jedi do you ask to join you to face them in your own duel of the fates and why? Mm. So Dave, take it away. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but it is a few days before Christmas. So my family's in town. We're celebrating Christmas. I have uh, my grandsons in audience right now. Uh, They don't want to get on camera, but they're watching nonetheless. Uh, I've been tasked with uh, fighting the ultimate uh, villain duo of all time in 
Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine. Uh, I am fictional, so we'll just say I'm a master Jedi and I'm really good with a lightsaber. Uh, I need to pick a Jedi. And uh, best mentions were Yoda, ultimately a great, great lightsaber um, master. And then, of course, Mace Windu was another choice that I, I think would be an adversary that would hold his own as well. But I am going to go with the Jedi of Jedis, and I'm picking Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, just after prequel era, I'm thinking he uh, has already defeated Anakin, and Anakin is now um, fresh as Vader, so he's still learning his ways and being who he is. And uh, we have to go take them on. So I'm going to go to Tatooine. I'm going to grab Obi-Wan. I'm going to convince him that we have to go do this. And um, we're going to go, we're going to battle both the Emperor and Darth Vader. And I think Obi-Wan, uh, being that he has defeated so many um, worthy adversaries in his time, that uh, he's going to be the guy that's going to give me some pointers. And uh, between the two of us, we're going to hopefully hold our own. And hopefully there's a, a great outcome to that battle. Hope everybody's well. That's my answer, my Christmas version answer. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Nicely done, Dave. Love your sweater. <laughs> I, I I thoroughly enjoy it. Happy holidays. Um, hi to your grandsons that we couldn't see on camera, but we know we're there. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the resistance, guys. So, John, what did you think of his answer? First off, like Dave has, I know he's got that giant screen, so I don't know if that's a projector projecting yeah. <laughs> um, Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. But that room, I don't know if that's your Star Wars room or, you, you know, what, whatever you got, like kind of like what I have going on. It just, I want to be there and I want to hang out. I want to go there. I want to go to Indy Dave's zone. place. Yeah, it looks very comfy, cozy, and a great place to enjoy Star Wars. And you had some cool stuff back there, including tree and some of the artwork. I do want to ask you about that um, Vader and Leia art piece. It looks pretty cool. So if you have, hit me up on uh, the Discord and let me know what that's all about, Dave. But I uh, hope you're well. Uh, good answer. Uh, I was surprised by your answer, but I love it. Um, cause I first thought you said Yoda first. I thought you were just going right to Yoda, but you're like, it could be him. Then you said Mace Windu. It could be him. You, you did the theatrics. I like that. Mm -hmm. I love theater. So, uh, <laughs> I, I love how you answered that. And, uh, hopefully your grandsons have a chance to at least watch you on the episode. Uh, I know they didn't want to pop in, but how you doing fellas? And, uh, again, as always, Dave, you are, uh, just the, like the, epitome of an amazing star wars fan and i say this a lot but i mean it or i wouldn't say it it's an honor that you are supporting us here at trb because that means you see us in that sort of same light as as good fans of star wars and stuff so can't wait to see you uh hopefully at celebration and uh and uh have a great year celebrating star wars with you uh and great answer though obi-wan kenobi but i'll hand it off now to see what the bigger obi-wan kenobi fan on the podcast thinks about it <laughs> no Go it's ahead, funny that you, yeah it's funny that you say that too because like i was like oh yoda's a good choice and then you went with obi-wan and i was like oh dang it and then but it, this question actually <laughs> threw me for a loop because i was like you know what though really and i started thinking about this question in depth and i was like obi-wan is not a bad choice considering you know you're going up against vader and you're going up against the emperor so i started doing that whole like who's actually defeated vader who's actually defeated the emperor and stuff. And and I won't I won't bore with all the details if you guys want to go on that on your own journey, but it is kind of funny, you know, when you're looking at like Obi-Wan, did he really lose to Vader? You know, kind of thing and it's like I don't know that Obi-Wan couldn't have beat him. 
in that. You know what I mean? He kind of had an alternate reason to lose that battle. We did beat him once. Present him to yeah. No, I know, I understand, but he wasn't. He wasn't Vader. You know at that point. But the but um, but the Emperor thing also was yes, was he interesting was. too. He said, oh, he, "Now rise, he Lord was, Vader." But he was in Vader. <laughs> you know, I know you're right. You're right. You're ca- he was Vader with better knees. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting too because I was like, "Who's beaten Palpatine?" And I was kind of like, "Oh, this kind of changes." Palpatine coming back kind of changes Vader defeating the Palpatine, defeating him, and who's actually legitimately beat him? Ray is the, the only person right. really. Right. Oh, so, can I? Mace Windu had ahead. him. Oh, that is a good answer. Good answer. Which, <laughs> and which, Dave almost said Mace which, Windu. Dave That's almost said. So, hey, yeah. look, Dave, great answer. Uh, and I challenge, I challenge all everybody to listeners to, to this question, um, because it's a good one because it really causes you to explore kind of who, who would be best. But, um, Dave, you did a great job. Uh, I, I liked your answer despite it being Obi-Wan Im- immediately. <laughs> it's a good answer. It is. So it's the goat, um, the goat answer. Yeah. And I hope you had a Merry Christmas too, Dave. I know this is Absolutely. Uh, out on Monday, but you had wished us that. So, uh, back to you, man. Yeah, hope you had a good holiday. Now we're going to head to Lacey for the last Resistance Transmissions <laughs> oh. of 2021. Lacey? Thanks, Lacey. Guys, it's time for Resistance Transmissions. <laughs> so the way that this works is every week, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter, and you guys give your answers. And so this past week, the scenario is pick any Star Wars character and what their New Year's resolution would be. I feel like we've done this one before, and it's always a good one. I think I do it every year. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good one, though. All right. First up, we have Ben Potter at Potter Potter 100. Hey, Ben. He said, Sio Bibble resolves to check the communications towers daily. <laughs> uh, Marion Sanger at Marion San Tweets. Marion, what up? Says Grogu. I'm going to eat more cookies, froggies, and eggs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, the drama I, of the eggs that will never. Oh, literally, that, was, yeah. that really does feel like uh, a New Year's resolution for Grogu. That's <laughs> true. Like I feel like if you asked and him, little and little kids could communicate with him, he would say that he'd like I, I want to eat more cookies and froggy <laughs> stuff or more food. Yeah. Uh, next is more fifty one fifty at more fifty one fifty. What up? They said Doctor Cornelius Evazan, uh, Evzan wa- will resolve to not only be friendlier to bar patrons, but mm-hmm. will do a better job of lending a hand to his pal <laughs> oh. Ponda Baba when he oh. needs it. Oh, yeah. see what you did there. Oh. Well done. Man. Next is Adam Odal at Odal Adam. What up, arm, Adam? Though. Really? <laughs> yeah. Adam said Admiral Piet is resolved to install better windows on a Star Destroyer bridge next year. Oh, man. Next is Danny at Chibigon89. What up, Danny? She hey. said, Anakin, learn how to get the high ground. Oh, yep. YouTube videos, like how to get the high ground. <laughs> and it's Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, like, no, he just downvote. Gets, he just downvote. gets so mad. Obi Wan's like, before we get to that, if you guys could like and subscribe yeah, my channel, please like this video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this video is sponsored, brought to you by Skillshare. 
Oh, jeez. All right. Squarespace. Uh, Alex Zuka said Zubaka. What up? Alex said, Max Rebo, book a new gig with somebody that rules with respect instead of fear. And that <laughs> actually pays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that you said this because James spent the beginning of the yes. show. Like, I hate how they keep saying this line. It's, it's, <sighs> it's old. It's already old. I'm tired of it. Well, I next, want that to happen in the older. first like five seconds of the show and be like, okay, I'm not waiting. So this for is it now. your this is your version of no one's ever really gone for me. It really is. Yeah. Next is Mark at the kind yeah. of vacants. Uh, duh underscore kind underscore awakens. What up, Mark? Mark said Beckett. Learn how to play the Valacor. Oh that's, man. Yeah. That's. Uh, I'm telling you, solos right solos deeper than people give it credit for, man. Uh. And Nick T at the PJ Skittles. What up, Nick? Said Maul. Find his other half. In dating, of course. Oh, Hashtag Dark oh, Bachelor. Dark <laughs> Bachelor. <laughs> I don't know what's my favorite. The YouTube video of Obi-Wan doing the how to get the high ground. Hey guys, what up? It's your guy. It's your boy Obi-Wan <laughs> here. <laughs> with Darth Maul called The Bad Bachelor. The dun, Bad dun, dun, Bachelor. Because <laughs> he's a bad guy. Oh, you're doing The Price is Right thing because someone said they liked hearing it. Stop it. No, I do that all the time, actually. Just not on the show. Uh, guys, thank you so much for your answers. It's been a crazy year filled with Star Wars and funny resistance transmissions, and I'm sure it's only going to get better in the next year, especially with all the new content coming out. Uh, and as we gear up for lots of cool stuff. So thank you so much for everyone that's submitted this year. Uh, Hall of Fame's been a little crazy this year. I'm not sure who made it, who didn't make it. We have to be more active next (laughs) year. But a little understanding, seeing as we're still living through this crazy time uh, as the pandemic and whatnot. So anyway, thank you for being a bright spot in the universe and the galaxy and giving your really funny answers. It makes us laugh every week, and it really means a lot to us. Um, So yeah, back to John. All right, yeah, thanks for listening, watching, being a part of TRB all year. Um, and to echo what Lacey said before, um, I should have mentioned this at the top, the Spotify ratings thing. We've been pretty overwhelmed. We are, I mean, maybe by the time this episode comes out, we're already over 100 ratings uh, by people on Spotify, which is just amazing. So if you have it in your heart and you like what we do, five stars over there on Spotify. We know people still rate us on Apple as well, but wherever you get your podcast if you just take a few seconds to do that if they have a rating system it it means a lot to us it goes a long way and i think i think i believe it helps us show up in more searches and stuff so thank you very much um but yeah subscribe everywhere uh let's keep uh let's keep this train going we're going to be back with you obviously on wednesday but as far as trb goes this is it for 2021 uh but uh, also make sure you go to starwarsnewsnet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more, mm-hmm. uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing at StarWarsNewsNet.com, editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com, and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. Uh, we're doing The Matrix, the OG Matrix. Uh, should be coming out tomorrow. Uh, James? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Lacey? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram, loving Star Wars and geeking out and stuff about Book of Boba Fett, uh, at Lacey Gillerin. All right. And then, yes, again, the Mando Fan Show is back. 
We hope everyone enjoys the first episode of the Book of Boba Fett. We will be live 9 p.m. East on Wednesday night uh, at youtube.com slash Star Wars News Net videos. Hop in, grab a friend, get in the live chat. Let's have fun uh, welcoming back live action Star Wars. And if for whatever reason you can't make it on Thursday, kind of kind of feel like it normally does, we'll put out the podcast via the podcast feed and we'll also be there for you on YouTube as well. But try to join us live if you can so you get your Mando code and, and have some fun with us. So uh, we will see you Wednesday evening uh, right here on, not right here on TRP, but you know what I'm saying. See you around, kid.